Okay, I think we're live. Uh, yeah, so we are. All right, cool. Um, hey, welcome to the first episode of the Comfort Breakers podcast. My name is Ibrahim Abumeri. I'll be your host. With us today, we have... You don't know my name? Oh, no, I was looking... <sighs> I'm letting you like introduce yourself. This was like, oh, like, sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we want to like, retake that? <laughs> no, we're good. Yeah, so I'm Jen Elise. Um, I'm a videographer, photographer, illustrator. Um, I create online content for artists and small businesses. So we actually met in like the seventh grade. No, it was before that because you came oh, to the right, right. and I, I was there. I forgot about elementary. Oh my god. That was like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, did you change your last name? What's my middle name? Okay, so that's what it is. Yeah. I wanted to ask. I was like curious to see like what you're gonna say because I noticed that you changed it online and everywhere, but I didn't know if you, I didn't know if it was your middle name or if you actually changed your last name. So I was curious. I was thinking so- about changing my last name, but I would have gone with Mercier because it's my mom's name. Fair enough. French. So. Fair. Um. Okay, so for everyone joining in, this is the first episode of this podcast ever. Um, If you are listening to this on any other streaming service, so anything other than YouTube, because these do all go live on YouTube prior to going on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, um, the actual intro podcast for the podcast hasn't, hasn't even actually been recorded yet. So if you're on anything other than YouTube, you've probably heard that one first. If you're on YouTube before anything else, well, technically the intro episode comes next. I feel special. I'm the first one. <laughs> uh, the way that I create content is like always like out of order. That's the thing. Even when I, I had a different podcast in the past and the way that they came out is not at all close to the way that they got recorded. So I'm never like in order and that's my, that's my issue. Um, Movies aren't shot in order either. That's totally yeah. That's that's fair. Um, I guess like for the sake of like chronological production, if you will, uh, that's yeah. I'm a mix. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah. So for those that haven't heard the introductory podcast episode on anything other than YouTube, um, basically this is a podcast all about breaking out of your comfort zone, overcoming hurdles, walls, finding things to focus on and achieve basically just all around just creating goals achieving them and overcoming all the obstacles that come in the way um today podcast is going to be mainly targeted about the entertainment industry based on what it is that you do and you did not start off this way did you you started off doing was it makeup yeah okay so not too far off if you want to link it to movies and stuff but that's what i tell myself i'm like you know what it was in production so it's okay I went to school, so I still have that name on my resume, which is nice. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, basically, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started? Um, So, I guess, like, going out of high school, um, because you started off in school for for makeup. Mm -hmm. And then why don't you tell us about, like, from that point, like, how you transitioned um, into the entertainment industry? It was really rocky, so... I mean, my entire life, I always wanted to be an actor or a singer. Um, that, I think, takes a different level of uh, dedication. And you really, really have to go out there and give it your all. And that's something that I don't know if 
I could support that kind of lifestyle. So I took something that was sort of similar, um, which was makeup artistry, because I love visual arts, um, anything creative, realistically. So I got into that and I was doing makeup for the school plays when I was in high school and I would do sort of face paints and special effects for Halloween. So after her, in grade 12, actually, I took a nutrition class as an elective and I fell in love with health as well. So just learning about the body and how we, honestly, just how it works, how we ingest food and turn it into energy and how exercise and balancing and all these equations that you can use to, to basically take control of your life, which I thought was really cool because I've never been athletic. Then college, I went to college, uh, met some people. That was fun. Um, but come second year, it's a two-year program. I went to Sheridan College in Oakville. And um, I realized it wasn't for me. It, it kind of seems like it's an industry, it's very revolved around personality marketing. So you kind of okay. have to have the, you are your own brand and you're selling your personality as well as your skills. And that's kind of like a full-time job, especially for somebody who's not exactly extroverted. <laughs> so it's, it's basically social media. Sell yourself. Pardon me? It's basically social media. You sell yourself. Yeah. So I was working um, at a salon doing wedding makeup and, you know, for graduations and things and also being a hair assistant. So I'd get the coffee, I'd uh, clean the, the dishes and like rinse out the, sh the shampoos and stuff. So I kind of like got a little bit of a taste of that going into my second year of college and um, I, I knew I, it wasn't for me. And then the strike happened. So it was like my chance right. to get out of it. But then we were thinking about it and I was like, you know what, I've already done a year and a half. We might as well just finish it. And that way I have a diploma. I have something to show for it. So I did finish off my program. And coming out of it, I thought I was gonna go to university to become a dietitian. Uh, and okay. I looked more and more into that, and I was getting more into the gym as a means of honestly uh, going through some personal stuff. Um, and it was dark days, and my doctor suggested to get some exercise to get some endorphins going, and um, it helped. Honestly, changed my life. Went from never awesome. leaving my room to you know walking up to groups of people, hey, I'm Jenna, nice to meet you, and going to parties, and actually enjoying life. So I decided since makeup wasn't for me, I was going to move home and become a personal trainer. Okay. So I did that. Um, and then within two years of moving back home, I got a job at Good Life. So I was working at Anytime Fitness for a while. And then I moved to Good Life Fitness. Um, that didn't work out either. <laughs> so I have bounced around quite a lot, but I always kind of have like more than one thing on the go. So. I knew I was into personal training, but it was always sort of a means to make money while I was getting into video um, and photo. When did you notice that you were into photo and video? Um, that was, you know what? Because when I was in makeup school, we would always model for each other because there was photography studi students and makeup students and then styling students. And we all needed to collaborate together Right. So a lot of my peers would need models uh, to be in the studio with. And so I was trying out some modeling stuff and I really liked the vibe in the studio of just creating editorials or using color schemes to create a certain emotion and the way the lighting can affect the entire feel of like your product and just stuff like that. I was really intrigued by it. So I originally thought photography 
And then I met somebody um, who was into video through through a friend, like a family friend. Mm -hmm. So I was actually at work when I met him. So I pulled him aside and I was like, hey, I hear you're into video and, and all this. Like, can I pick your brain sometime? Can we like go out for a drink and I'll ask you some questions? And he said, yeah. And that was honestly the start. Like if I hadn't done that, I don't know where I'd be right now. So that's awesome though. Yeah, like oh it's it's the little things. And I think the big thing in anywhere in the video uh industry is it's mainly connections. So yeah. definitely like I, I think that's a big takeaway right there. Um for anyone who's trying to get into the entertainment industry is make your connections, talk to people. You have to put yourself out there because like you said, if you didn't do that, like who knows where you'd be right now. Um yeah. you know, maybe you'd still be doing video. Maybe not, right? Like maybe you maybe you moved on to like the next thing already, right? And you didn't give video like the biggest shot. Um, and if I understand correctly, so you you pulled through with that, and you were trying to get into more, not like online video, right? It's it's more like movies and TV shows that you want to get into. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the ideal situation. I think most people who are doing videography are pursuing a career in movie making usually either like everybody wants to be the director right that's kind of like the joke and there's only one so yeah, yeah I, I, I think you're right yeah no i agree um so with that being said um i feel like at some point so where, where did your where'd your path go from there so you had you had made that connection you had reached out um what was your like next immediate plan of action basically towards getting into this like field actually it was because of reese so um reese is the the man that i i asked him for help and some advice so we exchanged information and then we met up at a bar um and i just picked his brain i asked him about the industry what he likes about it what he doesn't and he was asking me what i am looking for um, and I asked him if I could come on set and he invited me to, um, it was around St. Patrick's day. So he invited me over to his place to meet some people. And he obviously knows a bunch of people in the industry as well. So he really helped me, um, network, which is really, really big. Yeah. So he owns his own company. He started, um, instillment and it's taking off right now. He's doing really, really good stuff. That's awesome. Great. And it's nice to see someone who, was like at some point teaching me doing so well because of, you know, it's uh meaning he's doing something right. Which right. Is, now did you work for, for him at any point in time or is it just like mentorship? Yeah, it was more of a mentorship because he would kind of encourage me to be shooting um, behind the scenes. So he would give me opportunities to meet people, um, but there wasn't really any sort of responsibility on my part just okay. because I wasn't educated enough really. And he would sort of like teach me about his camera and sometimes you'd let me like take a shot at the shot. Okay, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was kind of more up to me to ask questions, and because um, he was always really busy, and he worked with Ruth Chris, which was a big one. He worked with them a few times. Um, yeah, he's doing all big, big stuff on YouTube now, so that's pretty cool. Um, he ended up rebranding, and he hired a few people. And originally, I think he alluded to the fact that I was going to be one of them, but I don't know that I was really at the level that he wanted. Um, 
his team to be at, like by the time it came to, right? Time, right, yeah. So I, I just never got a call. Uh, we kind of lost touch a little bit, but I'm, I'm sure that kind of happens, right? He's busy and he was traveling a lot, doing some, um, some shots for a resort, I think in Jamaica. So, okay. you know, they get busy and you kind of lose touch. But it was nice because through him, I met a few people, uh, one of which was his mentor. Okay. He was, you know, at my stage of the game, which I think, again, is good news for me because <laughs> yeah. they're doing something right. And his name is Jay Lupish, and he started Jericho Films with his um, with with a woman named Erica, and they they create great stuff. They have a few independent films out there. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think like any entertainment industry, mentorship is. Well, I don't actually. I want to take that back. In any field, mentorship is huge, um, especially when you're first trying to get in. Like getting a mentor or a coach or someone to teach you how to properly do something mm -hmm. is good miles ahead from those starting individually. So by getting those mentors and having someone coach you along the way, I know for a fact that that has probably put in a huge benefit to where to where you are today in comparison to where you would have been when you first started. Yeah. I'm sure that was like giving you a huge jump start. So from getting mentored by those two, um, you ended up making quite a big leap for this field. Um, so you were in the Niagara region, and then mm -hmm. you decided to kind of like do a jump to like Toronto, which I guess is basically Canada's equivalent of uh, of Hollywood, if you will. Yeah, Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> um, how, how did you do that? Was that like something that you like were planning, or do you just like impulsively do it? It was sort of an opportunity thing, which um, I didn't know that I was an opportunist. So it's actually nice because this is like twice now where I've something's just come up and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. So um, I was seeing somebody at the time and his brother um, had a roommate who was moving out. And so there was an availability uh, for a really, uh, really nice place for a very decent price. So it was still above budget for me. So it was... Not exactly a responsible choice financially, but I'm really, really glad I took that chance. Cause I mean, honestly, really those experiences are the ones that you're gonna look back and probably appreciate the most. And yeah. I think breaking, I mean, as much as we want to, I think breaking into the entertainment industry, a lot of the time you're gonna make some really poor financial decisions to put yourself where you need to be to get the opportunities that will change your life financially in that field. Yeah, that's true. I've heard this before is you got to invest in yourself. 100%. And you don't really see it the same way as like school when you invest in school. So I've, I've asked my mentors and people in the field about, you know, formal education, if I should go back to school, because I am an alumni, like or an alumnus, um, I could go back to Sheridan, and I'm more likely to get it, get in, right. So it's, I was thinking about it for a while and everyone who I spoke to was like, you can learn the exact same things on your own um, for free, maybe even make some money along the way. But school is very good for networking. You know people who are going places in the same places and you kind of lift each other up. So as long as you're able to prioritize networking on your own. Then 100%. There's like absolutely no reason for formal education for the entertainment industry other than networking. Um, anything that, 
and I hate to say this, but I'm a true believer in it. Anything that you want to learn regarding making film, movies, um, you can either A, learn it online from someone for free, or even like a paid online course. Someone on there, Masterclass, a YouTube channel, someone out there is offering this content for free or paid at a much cheaper rate than school. Yeah. Or B, you can learn it by doing it. And either two of the routes are going to get you to the same place in the end, I believe, because if you're actually doing it, someone's going to notice. And as you start to work with more people as you go on, as you go along, that network's going to come. Um, so yeah. It's a good way to like, jumpstart it. But again, school's what, like seven grand a year now? Depends where you go. That's yeah. pretty like, much Yeah, <laughs> for film school, yeah. Like, what, let's say that's 14 grand or two years. What can you do with 14 grand to jumpstart your career? You can make an independent film, a low budget one. Probably, yeah. Or 14 grand, you could probably rent a place for, I don't know, maybe half a year. Um, probably not in Toronto, but maybe close by. Like, yeah. I can get you in the right area, and you can get your networking done that way. Yeah, that being said, I mean, it depends, because I honestly do believe that everybody learns differently. That's fairly so, true. I, I do very well in a classroom setting. I like to sit here and be lectured, and I like to take notes and study those notes, and that, that really works for me. Um, so that's why I was considering school, but I understand not everybody works that way. Yeah. And not the complete opposite. <laughs> make me do it. Don't make me do it. Don't lecture me. I won't learn anything if you suck. I, I gotta just go out there and do it. So yeah, so it's definitely a personal choice, and it depends on your resources. Like, if it's easier for you to be spending money than it is for you to take the time to do it on your own. Like, if you're trying to work a, let's say, a full time job, and you don't see yourself having the discipline to to set that time aside. You know, you never know your circumstances. So I honestly believe like to each their own, but that's what I was, um, that's the advice that I was given. And I think it's actually very true. The only thing that I, I did find is, is still a hurdle I'm getting over is um, building a network that's like, I know people here and there. I know some, one person in Waterloo. I know one person in Wellands. I know one person in St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, and then one in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. So to do collaborations is not exactly that easy. That's not ideal. Yeah. Ne never mind COVID. Messing everything up, right? But, yeah, that's um, a whole different monster. But yeah, that, that was what I struggled with because I don't have anybody to make films with. Hmm. And that's why I actually reached out to you last time when we got coffee and yeah. we caught up because I was like, you're in film, you're into this this industry. Like, please, can we do something together? Because I'm dying over here trying to film myself, make these like little stupid funny videos and I'm filming my cat just to try to create some sort of narrative. Right. Like, it's so difficult to do solo no 100 percent, and i completely regret us not getting the shot uh the chance to basically connect and, and do something yeah um like i know at that time i was still like i was transitioning and trying to figure stuff out myself and while i 100 percent want to like myself personally dive into um creating content um Going back to what I was just saying, I, I, I don't like school. I don't learn in a school setting, but getting my degree is one of the things that I'm trying to nail out of the park right now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I jumped around. When I first started, I thought I knew what I wanted. Turns out not even close. 
um, at this point now I'm in an economics degree and I'm, I'm choosing like the fastest way out and hopefully um, I'll, I'll be done by the end of December. So that's my plan. And then my goal is from the moment that I finish full time, basically um, for a year, I'm going to invest in myself and work on creating content. And that's going to be my biggest thing. Uh, never mind, like, you know, working a full time job kind of thing on the side to like pay the bills, pay rent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for a full year, I'm going to be like 100% in doing what I got to do to get to where I want to be. And um, yeah. I mean, I know in August, uh, August is like the one month that I have this year where I'm not in school. Um, other than that, I've been in school since January, not, I mean, so since September, nonstop, not a single week, basically, without being enrolled in a class. And I'm just nonstop trying to get through it. Yeah. And my brain's fried because like school's not my thing, but you do what you got to do. And like, I mean, that's just another thing. Like this podcast is about getting out of your comfort zone, just dealing with things that you got to deal with to get to where you want to be. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm putting in the work and going back to what I was saying earlier, it's like, I regret not getting the chance to have enough free time to do a shoot. Um, and with that being said, we should definitely set something up for like August, assuming COVID's not like as bad, or even if we could shoot something and like, you know, practice all safety measures and whatnot. But that's the nice thing about like, cameras you, you don't have to be like right next to someone i've been doing photo shoots for um a side hustle of mine finucci um link in the description basically i started a business where i have like uh, accessories and stuff so i've created a watch um i've worked with my suppliers stuff to create a watch that i that i truly love um and multiple other accessories to go along with that and that's a store that i've created it's an e-commerce business that's um great. Yeah, no drop shipping, nothing like that. Everything's ordered in bulk. I inspect everything and then everything goes out. So that's my other side project that I've been working on recently. And basically I'm I'm just I'm all over the place. I'm doing so much stuff. And I've been able to do photo shoots for that, following all safety measures. So I don't think there's any reason for us not to not to do a shoot ourselves. So hopefully we can plan something for August. Yeah, that would be great. Watching, um, or listening. Um you just kind of like you got to do it that's that's i think that's my best way of saying things you just got to do it if you know you want to do something roll the dice try it see what happens worst case scenario you fail and by failing that means you don't try again because if it doesn't work the first time it may not work the second time it may not work the third time if you're trying to do youtube or creating video or trying to get into um, a specific job your first video is going to suck. Probably your 10th video is going to suck. But you're not going to get to that 50th or 100th video that's going to start becoming professional, high-level quality until you get through the first few videos. Um, so you just got to do things. Create content. Shoot it. Make it. If you don't want to post it, fine. But make it. I have something to add to that. Yeah, go for it. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely the kind of person who's like a perfectionist and I don't really like to be vulnerable as far as like my art goes uh, until I, I'm very satisfied with something. But there's something to be said for posting something even though you're not satisfied with it because it leaves you open to critique. And also, I don't think that I would have gotten as far or as recognized if I wasn't posting on Instagram. And there's honestly very few of them that I'm proud of. <laughs> so I think people have 
you're giving people the opportunity to recognize you as much as like you want to seek out other people. It has to be a two way street and that kind of does help. And, and even if you think it looks stupid, that's kind of okay because if they know how to fix that for you and they're willing to, it gives them the opportunity to critique you and get better. To loosely quote um, a saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, to loosely adapt that to what we're talking about, you, like you said, like you may not like your content, but there is somewhere, somewhere out there, there's a person that your content is perfect for. And someone out there is going to find and appreciate all the content that you create. And that's why you should always keep creating, even if you think that your content sucks, or even if you just don't think that it's good, or it's not perfect, mm-hmm. make it anyway. And post it, send it out there, see what happens. Um, if you got to make a few videos that you don't post because like, not because you think it sucks, but like, because you didn't do stuff right, or you're just testing something to see if you know how to do stuff. That's fine. But like start making content, shoot it out there, post out content consistently, get yourself noticed. And then your critique comes in and then you start getting better and better and better. And eventually you're freaking PewDiePie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had a few. Um, I remember one specific event. It was a charity event, and usually Reese would do it, but he was busy that time, so he recommended me, which was honestly such a big honor. I was so flattered when he did that. Um, it was my first time using my gimbal, and I didn't practice with it at all because I was like, "Oh, like it's a stabilizer, you know? It, it should stabilize." And I, I didn't really understand all the things that go into like proper lighting and uh, there was banding all across my footage. It was yellow, it was choppy. There was no story or sort of like movement or rhythm. Like it just was not very good. And there was a part where there was dancing and things and like they were all to different music. So one was ballet, one was the Scottish dance and then the other one was sort of just hip hop, I guess you could say. So trying to put those all to music, the same song, I had to speed up the ballet <laughs> it just looked really bad. I put it all together and I gave it to them. They were like, like, oh, okay, we have a few notes for you. And I was like, okay, yeah, bring it on. So they we must have gone back and forth about three times. I switched the music. I completely had to rejig all of my transitions to fit the new song. And then they were like, oh no, 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 we want the old one back, but can you switch this? And I, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> Trying yeah. not to let it hurt my ego, but yeah, there's definitely gonna be so many of those. I think still to come where I'm just so embarrassed and I know I'm not doing the best that I can, but like, I'm really, really trying, but it kind of helps me think about like, or look back at some of your idols and like watch some of their for like beginner stuff. And Oh yeah. It feels so much better. You're like, okay. Pick like okay. any YouTuber and just like click on the video tab and just like keep clicking next until you get to like the beginning and it'll probably be the cringiest thing that you've ever seen. Yeah. Unless if, you know, they've privated them or deleted them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, if you can actually access, like, the original content, it's it's always cringy. People start off so badly, and then they, like, get to a point where their content becomes amazing. But that takes years of practice. I'd hate to be that guy because everybody, that's, like, a number one thing is, like, good equipment will not make you a good videographer. That being said, if you are trying something and your equipment is not allowing you to, I've faced that problem before, and it took me... Like I was internalizing something that wasn't my fault. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. a, another lens that I realized what was going on. And like, that's why it came in handy to, to have a mentor to ask about this. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just the whole like I'm still working with my very first camera because I'm uh, I'm still doing pro bono. Like I, I get paid jobs here and there, but realistically, I'm still I'm still on the increase. I'm still on my grind. And so, that's exactly. You know what though? Like you you say that, and I, I feel like the smirk and the laugh a little bit. That's the best part ever, because the moment that you so-called make it, then it's repetitive. You'll have like new jobs, new experiences. You're always learning, but that hustle, that hustle won't necessarily be there once you've, you know, made it. Because then people know you. They know your value. You're not trying to prove something anymore. And that that part sucks. <sighs> and well, I can't say that the like entertainment industry because obviously, you know, I've I've only ever like dabbled here and there creating small little bits, bursts of content in between like school semesters. But like in other things, once people start to know that this is something that you're good at, you will be respected. You will be given the jobs. You'll be given everything that you want. But that sake of needing to hustle goes away. Like, I, I don't see like, think of any big actor. They're not auditioning for anything. They're not hustling or struggling to get in there people just call them up they're like hey we have a script we want you to play the part there's no hustle there's no struggle they're just yeah of course like they've got a shit ton of money and they're enjoying life but this concept right now is like trying to make it trying to create the content this is in my opinion one of the best parts and i think the hustle is like the best that's great (laughs) I gotta say, I'm not sure that I agree with the whole. Um, well, I guess it depends on what your what your definition of success is or made it, right? So if you're thinking about money wise, if you're chasing money and you got money, I can understand how that would take your drive away. But I think it's up to you to to, to continue to grow. Like I don't think you're. I think we keep growing and we keep learning till the day we die. And if we don't, then I mean, that's kind of on you. <laughs> like there's definitely other things out oh, there. You will you will always learn, right? The yeah. only issue is it, it's very exponential in the beginning. It's a lot of hard work, hustling. Yeah. You're, you're, you're putting in all these hours and trying to get somewhere. Eventually what happens is you, you start, you're like, you're known. You stop promoting yourself because everyone everyone knows where you're at. And like the struggle right now, I, that's like one of the best parts. Um, I remember like even just like, It was like just, I guess, me trying to get like my first paid gig as a photographer. And I put in hours and hours of like free photo shoots and everything and working my way up to like getting something paid. And the moment that I got a paid gig, I was like, whoa, all right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I'm like, okay, I've secured like these other like following photo shoots and everything. And What? I like didn't promote myself as a photographer from that point forward because I knew I knew I had other projects coming up and I was like, all right, yeah, I made it. I'm set. Like there's a business that like recognizes me. Okay. At this point, if anyone else wants it, I'm going to like, I'm just going to like start charging everyone now. Biggest mistake ever. Mm -hmm. I, did not 
continue to push and that was my issue and i mean this is on a miniature scale right like photography isn't like my business it's not what i want to do mm-hmm. so i like i keep in mind that there's like the level of effort on on my part is like very minuscule um it's not like the career that i'm trying to achieve so like i didn't really care um but those like so-called secured photo shoots to come never happened um not not nothing to do with my end just like businesses That's issues common. and stuff yeah yeah. Um, they, they had their own trouble, so they didn't end up getting anyone to do their photos and like their social media kind of like dove. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but point being, it's like I didn't push that at all. It wasn't until like weeks after that I realized, like, okay, hold on, I've been doing all this other stuff, but I haven't done any photography gigs in a while. What happened there? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I assumed that I had made it and then I stopped. And then now, had I made it, I would probably have had like so many more paid gigs and stuff, but I probably wouldn't have like scaled it anymore. So I can only imagine that, like, from the perspective of someone that actually wanted to do photography, if they got to a point of, like, you know, securing $2,000 a week doing photography, are you still going to be putting in, like, hours and hours and hours promoting yourself or trying to get, like, new gigs and stuff if you've got all the secured gigs coming in? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry, just to, to comment on that, that absolutely. I can't tell you how many people that I know that have told me that, that were in the phase of of growing and how many people that once they get to that point where they have that secure, it's not the money, but it's knowing that they've secured a name or a brand for themselves that stop pushing the same way that they did when they first started. And I guess my mentality, where I'm trying to go with all this is if you start doing something, don't ever stop putting in that same hustle that you have in the beginning, because that hustle is probably one of the best parts, because eventually you can only hold so many jobs, right? Like you can only do so many projects at once. So eventually you're going to reach a point where there is no exponential rise. Like your career is where it's at. And that's, that's basically all it's going to be from that point forward. It, it won't change. And that's not, you know, to like anything that we could do. There's only so many hours in the day. So you reach a point where you, you've, you've made it. And my sense with that is you now have a full-time career. Your jobs are lined up. Nothing changes. You're set. You're good. Financially, you don't have to worry. But my point being is, you know, when you first start, it's I want to get my first paid gig eventually get to a point where it's you've got all the paid gigs that you can handle in a week and you've got a full work week, which is awesome. That's the goal. That's where we want to be. Then eventually you wake up one morning and it's, so what's next, right? Then you got to like start pulling back from some of the stuff to get your time back to like start working towards other projects. And now everyone's like allowed to like disagree with me, right? Because I, I can tell kind of by your facial expressions that you've got like a little <laughs> bit of a difference. I get told that all the time. Like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I do have like a comment if yeah, you're interested. Yeah, go for it. Okay, I think success is extremely subjective. And your career is going to be like, I try to see it like a relationship, right? So the very first time, it's going to be so exciting. You know, you're going to kiss, you're going to get butterflies, and it's going to be scary, but exciting. And you're like, could this be it? But like, maybe not trying not to get excited, trying to take it easy but also looking forward to the future, right? And there's like this this honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's going to fade. Eventually, you're going to get close with the person. You're going to get comfortable. There's, then there's going to be new hurdles. 
Yeah. And, and that's maybe not as exciting, but it's just as important because it brings you to, brings you to the next thing. And it's like intimacy. You get to know the person a little bit better. You get to experiment with boundaries about um, growing with each other or helping each other with certain like personal problems or um, it kind of sounds like you're saying that there's a lack of like maturity within somebody's mentality towards their career. It kind of sounds like you're, you're chasing the, the honeymoon and expecting that to be the case all the time. But realistically depends. That's once you've met that goal, it's okay to let go of, of the excitement of that, um, the exponential, like you're saying, because now if you have a full work week, you have a little bit more pull, you get to have more if you, if you have people who are lining up to be your client you get to pick and choose which ones you want to do you get to be the director which means you can try new things if i've done um in studio shoots and it's all i ever do and i feel like man i'm bored what now go outside studio go do weddings if you haven't or if you're sick of weddings which is like the stereotype right go do a short film go do a documentary go travel like there's you don't have to be more busy to be doing something different and to still be growing. Like growth isn't always in numbers or statistics. It's developing different parts of your brain and, and like widening out your portfolio and maybe specializing in something to make up your name. So 100%. Yeah. it depends on what you're trying to do too, right? Like um, I spoke about it, I think a little bit too broadly. Um, you know, like someone who let's say, and I don't wanna go on this too long cause I feel like I've got a little bit off topic at this point, <laughs> uh, but let's say someone who is trying to become a photographer, right? In the beginning, it's all about getting that first gig. Once you've got that first mm -hmm. gig, okay, how do I get my next? Continuous and like, you know, growth of your skill on the side, um, career perspective. Um, it's all about getting the first few gigs, growing, getting more and more and more. That could take years. Eventually you're solid. You know, you've got all your gigs, you're scheduled a gig a week, you have everything that you need, basically. And you said you, you've made it. Um, but that hustle, that needing of like pushing and promoting yourself starts to fade because you're secure. You've got those jobs. You know, there's going to be like the odd project that you may necessarily want that you're going to like push for to get in your foot in the door there. But that idea of like hustling or needing to be able to secure your stuff, that fades away. And all that, and like that's not a bad thing at all. It's there's no problem with like, making it and having your career set up for you because that's the ultimate goal that's that's where we're trying to get to all that i was trying to point out in the beginning is like honestly getting from starting point to the point where you're secure i honestly feel like that huge increase of growth in your skill personality branding that's probably one of the best places in in, in all of it right in, in my in my opinion i think going from point a Point B is probably the best part. It's like driving a race car. The best part of that drive is that zero to 60. Once you're at 60, it's the same. You know, it, it never feels fast. If you're driving like, uh, let me change it from miles to kilometers. You're driving 100 kilometers an hour. Doesn't feel like you're going fast. Unless if you're standing outside the car and a car drives by you at 100 kilometers an hour. But when you're in there at 100 and you're there for like on the highway, it doesn't feel that fast because everyone's going about the same speed more or less. And the car's going by, you feel slow because the difference in speed is so little. 
But when you first hit the gas and you go zero to 60, you feel that. And that's the rush. And that's the hustle that I'm talking about now. It's not boring driving at like 60, 80, 100 miles an hour. But that zero to 60, that's the rush. That's the part that you feel that like makes you say, whoa, when you first start in a race car. And then from there, it's all about maneuver- maneuverability, skill of driving, things like that. But that that initial rush, that's what I love. That's what I chase. I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie, so that's what I'm looking for. And in career, it's that zero to 60, that starting point till, until you have a career. Um, so many people want to make it in the entertainment industry. And I can't say that everyone's going to make it because some people are just not cut out to be entertainers. Um, I depends what you mean by make it, though. Everybody has a different definition of that. And I think that's what that. makes the world work, you know? Well, that's everybody everything is young, like, fuck. <laughs> Um, everything is highly subjective. So you're, you're right. hundred percent. It depends on what you consider make it. Um, and talking from like an entertainer's perspective, I'm assuming making it. And for, for most people, I want to say that are hunting into like the, let's take YouTube for an example. Um, I, I would consider make it when you can quit your full-time or part-time job and your sole source of income is the content that you create and post online. And you're able to live off that. Uh-huh. That's where I would consider the whole like made it made it in the sense of like this is not your career, not like you're internet famous. You're making millions of dollars a year. You can live off of it, and now you have a job. From that point, from zero to that point, that's the rush that I'm talking about. And like again, highly subjective. Some people may hate it. Some people may just want the fame. They may just want the job. They want the paycheck. They want the money. They just want that lifestyle. Totally okay, too. Um, I mean, if you don't like the grind, though, you may have issues getting there. But, you know, I think it's anything, though. Like, if you don't want to put in the work, you will not appreciate the end result. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's going to, like, get to a point where they had envisioned wanting to be and regret it that they got there because now they don't have to, like, hustle and work as hard. Um, I just think that it's like one of those things that like you really tend to appreciate. No one wants to like, I mean, actually I'm sure there are some people, but like nobody necessarily wants to drop everything where they are in life and just go back to being a child. Like, you know, no one wants to like give up all the like beautiful benefits of being an adult, um, and just go back and be a child again. But at the same time, everyone reminisces about being kid and just playing and doing whatever it is that you want to do is a great time of our life. And that's kind of like how I, how I reference the whole, the hustle, the growth, the trying to make it phase, um, that growing phase. It, it's one of the best parts in my opinion is just like that, that change, that growth, that constant push and trying to prove to yourself and to others what you're able to do and growing your brand. That's probably one of the best parts in my personal opinion. Um, and like, like, like you said, it's highly subjective. Depends on what it is that you're trying to do, what it is that you're trying to make. Um, for some people, that whole trying to make it phase, that whole hustling, that growth, may never end. Just depending on what it is to do and do, right? Yeah, I think I'm gonna be one of those people. <laughs> and that, that's that's awesome, right? Because then, I like, you know, anyway, I, I, I can't even speak because I haven't come up the other side yet. I'm still like, I'm a baby, and in, in the industry, like, super, super. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, I think a lot of people for the majority of the time will be. 
Um, I've talked to a lot of people that have like gotten into further end parts. And that's kind of like where I speak. I speak based off like what they tell me is like what the average ends up being. Um, a lot of people, I think before they start is they, they assume that the ending is so great. And a lot of people that get to the end always say that the hustle is the best part. And I don't know, because like, I, I, I'm not at the other end either myself. So I think all that I'm doing right now is I'm taking words from those that have like made it big and I'm taking their words of their words of wisdom and their advice. And I'm holding that dear is that if they're saying that the hustle is probably the best part, I definitely want to enjoy every single moment of it because if it's true that it does diminish afterwards, I I want to, I don't want to regret not enjoying the hustle the hard work. Um, So many people will tell me and they're just like, Hey, I've been making videos. I've been doing all this stuff and it's not working. And I'm getting really fed up with it. And I'm just like, look, you're probably going to miss this. One day, your stuff is going to blow up and you're going to make it and you're going to be able to live off of this stuff and you're going to miss having to work so hard. And that, that's basically all that I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to loop back to you, though. Um, so what's next for you? Like, what's what's what are your plans? What are you trying to do? Like, what's next? So like I talked to you before, the, before we went live, um, I did have to move out from Toronto right as of the pandemic mm-hmm. so i'm currently living in waterloo uh, which is just more affordable and it's just a more realistic lifestyle for me here um pandemic changed everything for everyone you just gotta do what you have to do yeah and realistically i kind of always knew that, like if i have an intention to to be practicing my craft it doesn't matter where i am i can kind of find a way to make that happen and right. so I, I was finding it more difficult in wellens just because there's not really many people in that industry especially not in my social circle a lot of people I met weren't from Welland, so they're just kind of spread all over the map, right? But right. Um, recently, like within the past month that I moved here, I've done two or three shoots, which is more than what I've usually done when I was by myself, right? Are you posting this stuff? It's still kind of in the works. And okay. then I, I was say, I've seen anything in a little bit, and I was like, I like I actually enjoy the stuff that you make. Thank um, you. I mean, if anyone's on on the YouTube side, um, our handles for Instagram. Are, are on screen for those that are not on uh on youtube in the description of the podcast our our handles will be there so you can go ahead and you can follow either myself or jenna and uh you'll you'll be able to see the stuff that she's making because her stuff is amazing it's yeah. great honestly I, I haven't really settled on a style i haven't found my personal touch or like the like I guess a lot like I haven't found like my look yet so my stuff's kind of all over the map but it is nice because I get to work with people who I've known personally and because we're doing like work for work Mm -hmm. um, there's no payment involved and it's just us having a good time and like creating some some cool content and it's honestly nice to see the the differences I'm understanding which lens to use and how to kind of manipulate my camera like all the settings in the camera to make a better product so I'm seeing the quality increase, but I'm still kind of all over the map as far as what kind of content I'm creating. So I would like to kind of eventually buckle down on that. But um, yeah, a and lot of work recently has been self-portraits. And you're still early in too. Like there's so much to explore and mess around with. So I wouldn't really necessarily say that you've got like a deadline. Like you still no. got lots of time to like create your style, to find your vibe and do things. And even if you do, you can always change it and try something new. Yeah. 
I hope I do. It's a, <laughs> yeah. a, a never-ending field, and that's like the beauty of the entertainment industry is there's always something new to try. Any and art, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's like the biggest thing there. So, COVID's affected you. You're you're in somewhere else. I guess to wrap up the show, um, what's next for you? What what is like the next the next big jump, the next big thing for Jenna? What is it going to be? I have something that could, I've been proposed um, a setup coming soon, but I honestly, it's, it's, I don't feel comfortable sharing it just because I know I, I'm just, if I say it, like, it's knock on wood, like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, really no, no, no. If it hasn't, like, if it's not in, if it's not set in stone, then you got to hold on to that. That's, that's totally fair. Yeah. But you do, you have fair. something is basically what you're saying. You've got something that you're anticipating. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I'm being a little superstitious about it. I just don't want to say it out loud. No, totally fair. Yeah, uh, I do intend on going back to Toronto, but that that's a big one. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. I mean, hey, definitely like if you're do you know when you're going back? No, it's it's after the pandemic. Whenever it ends. Yeah. So hopefully like not in a year. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I cry. Yeah. I mean, like basically you're saying like after the lockdown's over. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, like, I'm a server. That's how I support myself, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, I mean, the like, if you're waiting on like a vaccine, you're gonna be in Waterloo for a little bit. But if yeah. you're waiting for the lockdown to end, you should be back in like a few months. Yeah. I Which mean, is, hey, I mean, if you're there in August, like, we'll definitely start shooting stuff then. I would love that. I would That'd love to collaborate. Yeah. As I think, there's a lot of things that you could teach me about, like technical stuff, because that's kind of where I'm lacking a bit. Which is part of like why I'm I'm okay with not having gone to school for this because you learn so much of the technical stuff that it kind of takes away from your creativity. You don't have to learn how to like problem solve maybe as much as when you're doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. So you learn to get creative. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think honestly, like especially the technical side of things, even like editing software and things like that too. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly have to say that I think one of the best parts is when I'm trying to do something and I can't figure out how to do it. And it's whether it's looking online or asking someone, but like that right there brings me so much joy when yeah. I'm stuck on something and I finally get it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's made sense. Um, yeah. So definitely. Well, I mean, basically my podcast, like 50% of it now has become us making plans. So for those listening, <laughs> for those listening, um, sucks to be you thanks for your time um come meet up if you want yeah <laughs> uh, we made these fans have not invited you so we apologize um but yeah um i guess my uh i think the best way to wrap up is if you had to give a piece of advice for anyone who is in your footsteps or trying to get to to where you are ethan what is a little bit of advice that you would leave for those people Ooh, I don't know. Frick. It's hard because there's so many and they're all cliches. Like I hate, I hate giving cliche advice because you don't really know how to like. You know what though? On in like a reality, that cliche advice is cliche because everyone says it, but everyone says like, it because everyone follows it. Yeah. If everyone did it, no one would ask for advice. But the cliche stuff is always cliche. One thing that I've found that I actually, I, I don't think I've ever heard this from anywhere else, but it's a personal thing that I'm doing is I masterclass is what brought me to that. I discovered my love for Jodie Foster 
for Shonda Rhimes. Um, I saw David Lynch. There was uh, freaking like everything, like just getting into the habit of analyzing and studying what successful people have done. So I've chosen someone who is currently in a position in which I see myself in the future or I aspire to be, right? And then you kind of break down what they're doing right. And so that's why, like, I've been reading a lot of books. Currently, I'm reading um, Manhood by Terry Crews. He is, like, my top favorite idol. Like, he is in my head right now. Like, I, I love the guy. And, um, and audiobooks, like Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. She's another one of my idols. And I think, yeah, just consuming as much content, even on a personal level, from people that you admire. Because they're going to be honest, more honest in an autobiography than they would in interviews, right? Because it's mm -hmm. not a professional um, right. purpose, if that makes sense. So they're going to be kind of just honest about the highs and the lows. And so you can have realistic expectations of yourself and of the industry itself. So so I guess if I wanted to like go back and reiterate that, I yeah. guess in simpler terms is you're bringing it back to mentorship or silent uh, mentorship, whether that be like in-person mentorship from a from a coach or a mentor or someone that you can work with closely or right. through books, masterclass, things like that, uh, which is what I would consider silent mentorship is where you're taking knowledge from someone um, without them actively being there with you to, to, to do it. Um, yeah. You know, you know what, honestly, I've got a lot of faith in this podcast and I assume that it's going to grow. If you're watching this anywhere in the first like few months of this podcast coming out, probably no need to say this, but Hey, if you're watching this, podcast like five years from now and we've blown up this podcast was not sponsored by masterclass <laughs> no, <it's really> like, <laughs> <laughs> i think i'll need sponsorships i think they're doing just fine right um on a real note though we are sponsored by finucci there will be a discount code in the description of the episode as well as on youtube you can use that the discount code to get yourself 10 percent off anything from finucci so um with that i, I think this was like an awesome uh podcast episode it was great catching up and talking yeah. to you. Um, I love the stuff that you're on and I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I wish you the best and I hope that it keeps working out and Thank hopefully you. we'll have a few collaborations in the near future. Um, any final words that you want to finish off with before we, uh, before we end this podcast? I don't know. I guess just to plug myself, go check out my Instagram. Do it. Um, yeah. Plug yourself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we did just the Instagram. Do you do, you do anything else? Uh, look, do you have a YouTube channel or is it just Instagram that you do? Yeah. So I'm, like I said, I'm picky with the quality of my content and like the consistency. I want it to have a certain like point. Like I don't want it to just be random stuff. I have posted some of my better stuff on my YouTube, but realistically there's no reason anybody would click on it. There's no intrigue or message or story involved. So Fair. yeah, maybe when I'm down the line, I plan on um investing and getting like a, a url and actually using youtube properly but it's going to take a lot more practice like creating productions not just a video like an actual full rounded production all right <laughs> well, there you go um if you're on youtube you can see our, our instagram handles if you are on the podcast it's in the description jenna was awesome talking to you thanks for coming on the podcast and Thank uh you for having me it's yeah. very flattered when you asked me to be on it Hopefully we can do this like again in the future and we'll get a little update to where you are at that point. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, to anyone listening or watching the podcast episode, thanks for giving us your time. You've been with us for the last hour. Wow. It's what an hour. <laughs> time flies. I remember like this was supposed to be like a 20 minute podcast. Um, 
Yeah. So like, thanks for giving us your time. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. If you're on YouTube, leave us some comments about what you think. If you're on the other ones, uh, leave us reviews or ratings and let us know what you think. And hopefully, you know, this podcast will continue to improve and become something of great. Um, what's the word here of great. Where, where am I going with this? Wish I could help scale. I don't know. No, 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 no. Like great. Uh, like. Info. Influence? Input. No, nah, that's the word. This is the kind of podcast. Your outro. Right. Um, great benefit. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we've entertained you. Hopefully we've inspired you a little bit. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you know, do all the things that we said before. It was awesome. I hope you have yourself a fantastic rest of your day. Get out of here before I waste any more of your time. All right. Bye. <laughs>